Hey kids, it's time for Surf Shorts! Welcome to the Surf Shorts Podcast, an innovator in modern storytelling, looking towards the future, using business terms like radical, off the lip, caught inside and totally tubular. Surf Shorts, the storytelling podcast, recorded on VHS then downloaded to cassette for maximum audio quality. It's totally radical. Hey everyone, as most of you know, this episode is brought to you by Outer Banks Hammocks, obxhammocks.com, handmade in the USA, two-year guarantee. They've been doing it since 1971. And when you think of OBX hammocks, don't just think of hammocks, think of swings and chairs, stands, accessories, and outdoor furniture. obxhammocks.com has Outer Banks aluminum and resin wicker furniture, three birds casual teak, Pauly's Island Durawood and Summer Classic. You can click on obxhammocks.com to find out more about their high-quality hammocks and outdoor furniture. obxhammocks.com on the web. Surf Shorts Podcast. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Surf Shorts. I've got today with me, Jesse. What's up, dude? What's going on? Man, been a while, hasn't it? I was thinking, I think it's been like 25 years since I've seen you. Yeah, in person. In person, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, You know, we met each other back when everybody was surfing all the time, and that's just how the world was, and everybody you knew surfed. And then uh, one of the Surfer Palooza movies, we were surfing and hanging out back then, and then you you gave me some footage and there's a little clip and I don't, do you, do you remember this? Yes. Yeah, 3.14. That's right. Yeah. Surfer yeah. Blues, a three point. Yeah. Surfer Blues, a pie. That's right. So yeah, you, there's a section with you and uh, Ben uh-huh. in it. <laughs> we normally don't say last names on here, but you and Ben and man, you guys look like you look so young in that. Yeah. It's, it's crazy to think that that was, you know, I mean, those, that footage was 27, 28 years ago. It feels like it was yesterday. It does. I mean, it, it, sometimes it does. Mm-hmm. You know, like being in the ocean makes it feel like it's yesterday. But we talk, we talk about this all the time on the show, but like looking at the boards and that makes it seem like a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. They look, you know, the boards look so old fashioned. If you're, if you're a surfer and you look at our 90s boards, you're like, man, those look so old. Yeah, I I remember I rode a the late nineties. I rode a six four that was seventeen inches wide <laughs> and an inch and seven eighths thick. What did you use on the other foot? Uh, yeah, that's. I mean, now <laughs> I ride boards with seventeen inch wide tails. You yeah, know? I yeah. mean it's it's a uh, it's crazy the difference in surfboards. Yeah, it is a crazy the difference in surfboards and and you shape surfboards. I do. Yeah, and what do you call your boards? They're JM surfboards. I started shaping in 99, and I've shaped almost 5,000 surfboards at this point. Dang, man, that is that is impressive. I don't make as many. I had a run there in the early 2000s where I was was my main job, and I was yeah. trying to push out them, push, push boards out, and I was going, you know... To Florida and Virginia and South Carolina, North Carolina, and I can't do that anymore. So I make yeah. about 60 boards a year now and all customs and just well, for people cool. that I've made boards for before, or I do a lot of boards for kids. Yeah. And yeah, man, dude, it is hard 
to make a kid's surfboard. That's the, if you want to make a, a kid that can surf a shortboard, that's the most impossible surfboard to make. It's hard. It's it's actually it's my favorite one to make, but it's you have to have a different you have to roll a different rack into the shaping room because your regular rack won't hold it, and it's it's fun, but it's uh, it is something different for sure. We have on our in our surf club we have a kid. And he has a really killer, like fish style shortboard. And it's, it is just amazing. And I was like, wow, who made you this surfboard? You know, because he's destroying it. Mm-hmm. Right. And then it's just like some guy out of his backyard. And yeah. I was like, I don't think you understand. Like, this is amazing because, you know, when I had, when I was running the shop for Bert, we had some little team riders and stuff and, and Charlie would be like, Charlie Baldwin would be like, these are the hardest surfboards to make. It's yeah. like, I, I want to make, they, they need to be able to catch the wave. But if you literally just scale down an adult surfboard to little kid size, that doesn't, that doesn't work. No. <laughs> it does, yeah. You can't just go, oh, we're just going to make it a little bit smaller and narrower and yeah thinner. It doesn't, it's it not, doesn't work. Yeah. It's not like a matchbox car. You don't just do no. everything on a smaller scale. No. Yeah. And, and, you know, everybody out there in surf shorts land, I'm talking about this like I know what I'm talking about. I'm just telling you what shapers have told me. Uh, I couldn't shape my way out of a paper bag. I bet you could. Well, I, I know what it's supposed to look like. I just, I can't make it do it. Yeah. It's fun because everybody has a different vision of what a surfboard looks like. So it's right? it's awesome to look at the, you know... If someone does shape one, what it comes out looking like, and it's it's, it's cool. It's, it can be anything. Yeah, you know the, the last last thing I'll say about that is I had my friend Jimmy in here who owned a uh, a surf shop up here in Hampstead and the skate barn, and he, he's a lifelong surfer. Yeah, everybody knows him. And we said something about board he, boards, and we were talking about what he rode in Mexico, and he's like, I don't even like to talk about it people used to come in the surf shop and they would just yell out all these numbers and all these dimensions. And I was like, dude, it just grab it. If it looks like it, it's for you, then that's the surfboard. Yeah. It's, it's, a especially for like a guy like me, probably like you as well, that surfed a lot in the nineties. And now everything is, you know, people come in, they want to know about volume and yeah. And this and that. And you're like, well, I mean, you can have volume in a fish or you can have volume in a, in a short board. It just depends on, on what size of board it is. So what do you really want to ride? So it's it's a lot to deal with. But I still go with, you know, how wide do you want it? How thick do you want it? Yeah. How good do you serve? Can yeah, you that's it. That's really the thing. Because that, that's the thing for me. You know, I, I'm an average surfer. You're a much better surfer than I am. And that's not a secret to anybody that knows the two people on this microphones that you surf better <laughs> than I do. Uh, you're a very good surfer. Okay? I, I don't know that. anymore. Well, uh, <laughs> you the, probably got me. No, no, I promise you. Um, I have a story about last month I went out in gloves for the first time in a while because basically my kids and I in the winters have just been riding motocross mm-hmm. instead of surfing. And, you know, my kids are young, too young to be surfing in freezing cold water. So I haven't surfed in gloves in a long time. And I don't know, last month I went out, I had a four three with a hood on, you know, and I was like warm and all this stuff and I'm paddling the gloves and SODs may be a brand new surfboard. 
and I paddle into this wave and I go to stand up and my arms just quiver and I just like basically belly flop off the front of the board and, and body surf down the face of the wave laughing at myself. I would be right there with you. <laughs> I uh, I don't surf in cold anymore. Between injuries and different things over the years, I get to, if it's cold, my knees lock up and my hips surf yeah. bad. And yeah. uh, so I try to go somewhere tropical every winter and surf as much as I can for a week. And that's my winter's worth of surfing. Yeah. But uh, until it gets to where booties and gloves are gone, I'm kind of stay out of it. So uh Every once in a while, if it's really good, I'll go, okay, I'm, I'll go out. And I do the same thing. I go to stand up and face plant and yeah. go over the falls. And <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with everything but gloves, dude. It's yeah. just gloves. If someone, O'Neal, Billabong, anybody, Visla, if you're listening, Hyperflex, if you can just make a glove that doesn't make me an instant coupe, I'll buy it. And so will everybody else it's got to be out there it's got it's got to be i mean now you're talking about traveling the winter in the winter so that gets us that gets us into our actual surf short here today this is a trip this is a big trip dude you're literally you're talking about halfway around the world yeah yeah i mean a lot of the times you're not even in the same day as you are in the u.s so long ways away from home yeah. So, all right. So drop it on us. Uh, tell us, tell us where you went and you know how this trip ended up getting organized. Yeah. So I, uh, I went to Australia, went for, gosh, I guess it was two and a half weeks. I went with the ESA all-star team and I had surfed ES, the ESA my whole life growing up and, and done tons of contests. And finally one year, everything came together and, and I got a good result at regionals and a good result at Easterns. And that put me on the all-star team. So awesome. I got to go. Who, who else, who else was surfing the, the regionals that, that year? I can't even think probably who was there at that time. It was right after like Ben Bourgeois and mm-hmm. CJ Hobgood and all those guys had, had left and gone pro. Yeah. They, they'd broken through. Yeah. 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 Asher Nolans and all those guys, we were all the same age. So it was right after they had taken off and opened the door up for us guys that had been sitting in the shadows since we were 10. Yeah. Oh, I know. It, it'd be so tough to like, go to a contest or go to regionals or, or the championships. And like, you know, Ben's there Yeah, and he's going to surf in your division. <laughs> yeah. It, I can see, they, they can't see, you know, people on the radio can't say, I can, I can see that just the, bitterness on your face oh ben was so hard because you surfed against him locally and he beat you every time and then you would go to the regionals and some reason you would get put in the heat with ben again and you're like oh here we go and he'd beat you there and then you go to easterns and he'd beat you there and uh if you got to go to the u.s championships you would just hope that you didn't have to find Ben there. But there was a bunch of those guys too, but Sure. Oh yeah. But he was definitely the one that you're like, "Oh, not again." Yeah. Yeah. Well, so so you you got on the All-Star team and Australia was the trip that year. Yeah, so that time they they had gone to Australia 5 or 6 years in a row. They did a month trip. You kind of went for two, two and a half weeks and then another group came in at some point. So they split the All-Stars up. So I went the first week and we uh, flew out of, everybody met in Los Angeles and we flew out of LA and landed in Sydney. It was, it was kind of a weird trip for me because there was rules 
Yeah, yeah um, that's a bummer. Yeah, it was like <laughs> uh, surf trips I'd gone on before. You, you you brought a bunch of boards, sure, and because there was ten of us and we were all traveling in a you know two vehicles, it was like you can only bring two boards. Yeah, bring two boards, a book bag, and your regular bag, and that was it. That's all you could bring. Yeah. So, and we had, you know, I had no idea what to expect. Uh, it was summer here, so it was winter there. You, know, you see all these videos of uh, super banks and snapper and all that stuff. They're just firing, but that's all in our winter. Their right. summer, right? So I had no idea what to expect. But so, where where in Australia did you go? We flew into Sydney, and then uh, we took the two and a half weeks and drove from. Went, well, we went south of Sydney and then drove north uh, all the way to Brisbane. So all the way. We ended in... Uh, That's a trip. Yeah. We were at a different beach pretty much every day. Yeah. Which was really cool. That That is cool. That is cool. So um, what name some famous breaks that you hit. In Sydney, we hit... Uh, the first place we surfed was a place called Ongori Point, which was this right point break that was amazing. Mm-hmm. We surfed a bunch of like little beach breaks, a place called, uh, gosh, the name's Old Bar was the name of it, where it was like super clean. The water was crystal clear. There was porpoise everywhere. That's cool. And it was, you know, it was four foot and perfect. And and then we got, you know, when we got to the, up to, was it Coolangatta, Brisbane area, we surfed um Linux Head and Snapper and Greenmouth, Kira, yeah. all that stuff. The place that we surfed with where this story takes place is the lead guy named Brian that took care of the ESA. He was the ESA director or ESA all-star director. Uh, he was there with us and he's from Florida. Okay. And we get to Sydney and we surf a couple days and he's like, hey, my buddy from Florida has lived here for 10 years. We're going to meet up with him. He's going to take us to this break that nobody really goes to. And it'll be really fun. And we're okay. like, all right, that yeah. sounds perfect. Yeah. You're, yeah. You're stoked on that. Yeah. I mean, good Lord. I mean, already we'd been there and, and had barely surfed with anybody because it was kind of cloudy and one day was rainy and no one was surfing. So we'd kind of surf by ourselves. So we meet up with this guy and I forget his name, but just this Floridian guy, they knew each other and he comes and he's talking to us and he's telling us about all these breaks and, and this and that. He takes this place that he called the farm. The farm, you pull up and it's a parking lot and you're up on top of this big hill. All right. So you get out of the car and you look out. It's just this big kind of bowl shaped beach. You know, it's okay, big like, like horseshoe. Yeah, big like horseshoe type bay. Horseshoe bay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And you're up on this cliff and, you know, when you're up on a cliff, you're up high, waves seem to flatten out and, and you're like, oh, it looks, I mean, it looks good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You but, can't tell. You but you're like, tell. I mean, I don't know. It's, there's no one surfing. We're here by ourselves. Uh, it looks like it's, you know, chest high or something, long rights on one end of the bay. And so he's like, oh yeah, it's, it's probably, it's probably a little bit bigger than chest high. <laughs> okay. And so we're like, like oh, we're all right, dude, yeah. right. Well, we're, we'll do it. And, uh. So we all start figuring out what surfboard we're going to ride. We only have two. Right. So we all brought pretty much just our regular shortboard and a backup. Um, I brought a board that was a little bit bigger than my regular shortboard just in case it got big. 
I was like, oh, just, you know, it's chest high. So we uh, started heading down the hill. I grabbed my regular shortboard, which was at the time, 6'2", 18 and a quarter, probably. Right. Oh, yeah. Teeny, little yeah. Sh- little shortboard. <clears throat> so we started heading down this cliff. And as you're walking, you keep looking at the waves, and the waves start getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> and uh, one of the guys on the trip that was uh, a little bit older than me, actually, named Pat, and I looked at Pat, and I said, how big do you think that it is out there? And he's like, I think it's got to be overhead. Yeah. I mean, it looks, it looks big. Is this Pat McManus? Pat Emery. He's from New Jersey. Oh, okay. Um, but he, he's, he's a good surfer though. And Brett was on the trip too. Brett was like 10 or 11. And his friend Cash Burris, who Cash is from yeah. Outer Banks too. They were uh, best friends. Yeah. We actually have a, um, they don't know me at all, but we have a mutual friend. So, yeah, and obviously everybody watches Brett's YouTube, which is yeah. amazing. Yeah. That guy Cash is on there a lot. There's another dude named Dallas that mm-hmm. I have some connection to. I'm going to try to get on the show. Is yeah. on there, and they're ripping. Yeah, Dallas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't know him. No? No. He's a, he's a super nice guy. That's what, yeah, we we have a mutual friend that's like, all right, here's this guy's number. You got to call him to be on Surf Shorts. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to do yeah. it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he'll have tons of stories. He's yeah, and he'll be funny too. But so yeah, so we are. Uh, so we get to the bottom of this cliff, and I uh, look out and we're like, oh, it's it's big, but that's all right. You know, we we were all there to surf, good surf, and it was clean, and it was a right point break, and we were like, this is. And you, and you already had a couple of days of good surf under your belt. Right. So you're probably feeling more comfortable than normal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and no one was out. So we're like, there's 10 of us. We've got the whole place to ourselves. This is going to be awesome. So we paddle out and, and you get out there and it's, it's what I would have called double overhead. Yeah. East coaster would call double overhead. Yeah. So it was, you know, it was good size and it was, it was thick and, and kind of barreling and, and, uh, definitely steeper takeoffs, but at the same time, we were all riding little boards. So we we're yeah. like, the wind was offshore pretty hard and had a l- couple things going against us right off the bat. Sure. But got out there and caught a few waves and each wave got a little, you know, a little more comfortable, a little felt a little bit better about it and, you know, pulled into a couple barrels and, and got, uh, you know, got closed out on and that kind of thing. And you're like, oh, this is fine. And then, uh, I was paddling back out. Pat, that was on the trip, drops in on this wave, and he does this big bottom turn and comes off the top and does a huge top turn. And he comes flying past me. He's just yelling the whole time. And then right behind him, Brett's right behind him, and he's drops in and does another big bottom turn and comes flying off the top of the wave. At 10. Yeah. Yeah. Like 10 years old. And you're just like, oh, my gosh. Like, these guys are just killing it. So I get back out to the lineup, and this – Big set comes in, and as I'm paddling, I look down the line, and there's Pat and Brett paddling out, and they're both yelling. Yeah. Like, go, go, go. The pressure is on. And all I can think in my head is that both these guys just had amazing waves where they dropped in, they did this big bottom turn, and came right off the top. So I paddled, I dropped in, went straight to the bottom, right, big bottom turn, came right off the top. I hadn't in my head thought about the offshore wind being so hard. Okay. So I kind of treated it as a small wave and turned right up at the top. Yeah. Which a lot of times would just kind of just throw you off the back and you'd be fine. But I, it was a little too steep where I turned. So it kind of stuck me in the lip. 
but then the offshore wind wouldn't let me back down either. <laughs> so here I was stuck in the lip, nowhere to go. And it just tossed me over the falls. And I was like, oh, you know, no big deal. But as soon as I hit, the wave broke on top of me and drove me straight to the bottom. Right. Is this a reef or sand? Or? It was sand with some rocks. <clears throat> right. Um, so it wasn't too reefy, but it was, it, it hit, you hit hard. Yeah. It wasn't nice East Coast sand. No, bar. no. It was more like Rodanthe on a good day yeah. uh, feeling. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, it, so I hit the bottom and, I'm, and it's just holding me there. And I put my feet on the bottom and I pushed up as hard as I could. And uh, my head hit the bottom. And I was like, what? I pushed off the bottom again and I hit the bottom again. Were you upside down on your surfboard? No. Uh, So it was the white water was was kind of rolling so hard that when I hit the bottom, I pushed back into the white water again and it Uh would just push me back down. (laughs) So and when I hit, I kind of I kind of lost my breath and I kind of struggled with this wave. And sure. it wouldn't let me up. And I kept going and going. And finally, I uh, I just kind of laid out and said, well, this is it. This is, I have no breath left. I can't get to the surface. I'm done. This is the end. Soon as I did and I laid there, I popped right up to the surface. And I remember I was, I, I was in like five foot of water at this point. Yeah. It had taken me all the way in and I, I swam to the beach um, sat there pretty much hacked up along. Sure. Yeah. Uh, looked out, got mad, looked back out again, eventually went back out. Yeah. I understand the anger. Yeah. But it was yeah. like, this wave has just beat me. Yeah. Like it whooped me. But the good thing is, is that later that day we were coming back and I was explaining, I was like, man, I just got just rolled on that thing. Like it wasn't that big of a wave. But it just kept rolling me and rolling me and rolling me. It was either Brett or Cash. I forget one one of the 10-year-olds. Right. Um, or 12 year, however old they were. They looked at me and they were like, well, you know, if you fight the wave, the wave will win. And if you relax, it'll spit you out every time. And since then. That's what you've done. Yeah, I've ridden waves way bigger than that and gotten in way worse situations. And here it is. You know, you just lay there and. Rolls you a time or two and throws you out of the back. So yeah, so you had to go halfway around the world to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. So I assume the rest of the trip you probably took a couple beatings and learned from it. Yeah, the rest of the trip we didn't find any big waves. We found some really good waves. Linux head we surfed it was like head high and it was really good. And I surfed snapper rocks one day where it was gosh it was it was small but it was the longest wave. You know, oh, that's there. cool. Yeah. Still one of the most fun trips. Yeah, yeah. And still today, like, that's the wave you remember, like, teaching you the lesson. Yeah, I still remember. I remember just getting worked over and over. And I can still remember paddling out and uh, and seeing those guys on the waves before me. I don't remember a whole lot of the waves that I surfed or, yeah. um, or even really a lot about the landscape of Australia. I remember different, you know, places that we stopped off and that kind of thing, but... But I can remember those waves. Yeah, I got, and I remember getting worked. Yeah, I, I think everybody out there that's listening, that's a surfer, has images in their mind of their buddies coming down the line, or certain angles that you only ever see as a surfer, and they're burned into your head, and you might not even remember 
what day that was or where you were, but you know, you can see, you can see it happening. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well dude, <laughs> Hey, thank, thanks for coming on the show, man. I really do appreciate yeah, it. Thanks for having me. All right, brother. Record on VHS and download it to cassette for maximum audio quality. Hey, thanks everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to Surf Shorts this week. We always appreciate that. Thanks so much, so much to Jesse and JM Surfboards. Jesse coming on the show certainly, certainly had a good time, and we hadn't seen each other in 25 years. I know you heard that. If you have a story for me or a great idea for a show, please shoot me an email at Surf Shorts Podcast or contact me on Instagram at Surf Shorts Podcast. Follow us, people. We've got some YouTube shorts on our YouTube channel. Big shout out to Savage Surfboards and Outer Banks Hammocks, obxhammocks.com on the web. Just to let you know, we released two shows a week for the last couple weeks, so check in your feed there, see if you're behind. Maybe there's some shows that you missed. We just had a show on Surfers Healing, and coming up soon, we're going to be talking to people from the Live Fearlessly Foundation as well. Thanks so much for listening to Surf Shorts. Everybody have a great, great week.